It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul. BlakeRadio.com. Get up and do something. Uh, 
But Thomas Paine's uh, basic premise in life is simply that individuals have rights, and these rights are conferred on them at birth. In other words, humans have rights simply because they are human. And these rights are not conferred by any government. And any list of rights, whether it's the Bill of Rights or whatever, is simply an incomplete list of suggestions that uh, can be uh, referred to. And that the actual list of rights is inexhaustible. And so the purpose of government then is to facilitate is to facilitate a person's exercise of their rights or enjoyment of their rights. That is the role of government. And then the purpose of life is to uh, exercise those rights. And so the rights of man is, uh, is a very important concept. And so I think it would be helpful or beneficial to apply this concept to the medical system as uh, we know it. Uh, so, let's take a look, let's get started. Thomas Paine was a prolific writer, and what we're going to do is take a look at different um, healthcare situations and how they are, um, how they might be perceived by uh, Thomas Paine. Um, so, let's go. All righty. And so, what would Thomas Tank say if he were aware that we have uh, a healthcare system that now is responsible for the death of as many as 40% of Americans who die each year? Well, Thomas Paine would say, famous quote, these are the times that try men's souls. And that is, that would be his, his, his concept of it. And that you have to um, simply draw upon a depth or strength or power in your soul. And that this is a matter, the death of 880,000 Americans every year, that really deserves uh, action and attention. And what would Thomas Paine say to people who complain or are concerned that they want to convert their doctor into providing care that's less deadly. And Thomas Paine would say, to argue with a man who has renounced the use and authority of reason, 
and whose philosophy consists in holding humanity in contempt. It's like administering medicine to the dead or endeavoring to convert an atheist by scripture. In other words, you can't appeal to a person whose very philosophy is based on murder and mayhem. Now, many doctors may not be aware of this. For example, um, as we mentioned with diabetes, the lethal range for hemoglobin A1C is when therapy is administered for hemoglobin A1C of 8 or less. And so doctors are given the target of 7.5, 7, or even 6.5, and to administer therapy until the person's hemoglobin A1C reaches that target number. And so that necessarily increases diabetic death by 30%. And so how do you reason with a person like that? You can't because they are not operating out of reason, uh, and they are not operating out of a system whose goal is the benefit of humanity. On the contrary, they are operating out of a system that holds humanity in contempt. And so then, arguing with such an individual is, is jihad. Next question. Thomas Payne might have an answer to if, what about my relatives? I see them being tortured. I see them um, being abused by the system and taking these medications. What can I do? Sometimes pain would say, whatever is my right as a man is also the right of another. And it becomes my duty to guarantee as well as to possess. In other words, as much as you claim to your right to choose, you must at the same time guarantee and safeguard the right of your relatives and friends to choose as well, even though they may choose differently. This is very, very uh, important. Now, what would Thomas Paine say if he said, well, How can I convert my, my relatives? I really like them. I care about them. I, I worry about their their well-being. Thomas Paine would say time makes more converts than reason. So this is critical. Simply living your life and healing according to the way you think is correct. Over time, just by observation, you will have converts. I can certainly say in my own family, it's been a good 25 years, and it took uh, 20 years of example, and actually my leaving uh, the country, and they decided, oh my God, can't just call Jennifer up, we better start doing the right thing. Oh my God, people started eating their vegetables, and fasting, and eating organic, and all kinds of amazing things, and, and cutting back their medicines. Awesome. I mean, stuff that when I was there, providing information, providing encouragement, um, just really fell on that ears. And so that's what Thomas Paine would say. Time makes more converts than reason, and that is that is. And what would Thomas Paine say to people who say, well, we can't just shut down all the hospitals. 
even though they're murdering people, because then what would we do? Where would we go? And Thomas Paine would say to that, we have it in our power to begin the world over again. In other words, we should not fear the loss of evil or presume there's nothing to replace it because we have it in our power to begin the world over again. And this is something that um, I think is good to remember because people are often intimidated by this. When I say intimidated, I mean um, the doctors will say, the healthcare system will say, well, this is the best that we have. And if you don't do this, then, and there goes the, the, the prediction of, of awful things to have happen. And so it's very important to realize that the absence of evil, the absence of killing, the absence of harm is itself not only desirable, but a foundation to build a pretty bright future. So then uh, there are people who might say, well, I'm really not sure what to think or believe. I'd like to take a moderate position, a moderate principle. You know, do natural stuff and do uh, conventional stuff, mix the two. And uh, to this, Thomas Paine said, moderation in temper is always a virtue. A moderation in principle is always a vice. What does that mean? I mean, if you really believe something is right, you should do what you think is right. Um, to do something you believe to be wrong um, because you're cagey or sitting on a fence or trying to clear your bases actually corrupts and destroys you. What you have to do is just make a decision as to what you think is right and then do that thing. And that's more important, actually, than being right. Uh, it sounds, uh, sounds odd. But it's important to do what you know to be right at the time because that's the best, that's the best you can do. And if you always do that, what you know to be right at the time, then you will not um, corrupt yourself or be in a place of what uh, Thomas Paine uh, refers to as uh, infidelity. And it's one thing to lie to other people, but when you start lying to yourself, it literally corrupts your body, destroys your body, and compromises uh, your immune system. So you have to at least, as they say, be true to yourself. Next, I'm concerned about Obamacare and the penalty, and I'm thinking maybe I should buy health insurance to avoid the penalty. And to that, what Thomas Sam would say, taxes are not raised to carry on wars, but wars are raised to carry on taxes. And so this war on on your body, this war on your health, is raised to create a tax, and the tax is the penalty. 
I predict that over time what will actually happen is more and more people will be pushed into simply not being able to even afford um, astronomically high premium so that they, everyone will be paying this Obamacare or Affordable Health Care Act penalty because it is simply a tax. In order to raise this tax, um, a war has been declared presumably on, um, on illness. Another thing people say, well, you know, if, if I engage in natural healing, then I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb and I'll become a targeted person. And to this, Thomas Paine says, I do not choose to be a common person. It is my right to be uncommon, if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I do not wish to be kept a citizen, humble and dull by having the state look after me. I want to take the calculated risk to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed. I refuse to barter incentives for a dull. I prefer the challenge of life to the guaranteed existence, the thrill of fulfillment to the stale calm of utopia. I will not trade freedom for beneficence. That's uh, a government paycheck. Nor my dignity for a handout. I will never cower before any master, nor bend to any threat. It is my heritage to stand erect, proud, and unafraid, think and to act for myself, to enjoy the benefit of my creation, and to face the world boldly and say, This, with God's help, I have done. This is interesting. And as shocking as it may seem, and many people uh, will not agree with what I'm going to say, and I'll tell you my very own mother does not agree, is that most people can take far better care of themselves than either their employer or even the government can. Why is this? Because of graft, every dollar that the government takes from one person to give to the other, maybe 10 cents gets there. So it's 90 cents lost in between there. That's a big lot of loss. And that 90 cents, if it stayed with the additional person, your initial person who was robbed, their own generosity would have far exceeded what the government presumes to give to the poor. We saw this in, um, in Philadelphia, uh, certainly from 1880 to 1970, what happened was health care was free. If you felt you couldn't afford health care, why you just walk into a free clinic, and these free clinics were privately established by doctors in private practices. And every doctor in private practice would spend at least half a day, if not more, working at the clinic, seeing anyone who wanted to come there for free to see him. And then the rest of the week he would work privately. And with this system, there was no shortage of people getting health care. People who wanted health care got health care. And um, if they did not want to pay for it, they got it for free, and often from the best doctors. And so the decision then to go to see a doctor privately was you would pay a doctor to make a health call. You would pay a doctor extra to be available to your family. And so this is the way that doctors made the living, and people had uh, total access to health care. So you can always, without fail, uh, manage for yourself better than the government. That's number one. But number two, with respect to employment, every employer seeks to profit from each employee. And so generally, the multiple is anywhere from three to ten times. 
if you have an employee, if an employer has an employee, then in order to justify, if you want to put it that way, the employment of the employee, that employee has to be directly or indirectly responsible for basically five to ten times his salary in revenue. So clearly then, just by working privately on a freelance basis, it's possible to make anywhere from twice to eight times what you would make had you worked as an employee. And this is literally the best kept secret. So this is what Thomas Paine has said, you know, I prefer, I will not trade freedom for charity, nor my dignity for a handout. And this is not only can be a matter of pride, but just a matter of practicality. And so when you choose to compromise your health by submitting to what you know to be deadly medical intervention, you're harming yourself on, on many levels. There's no advantage to being a common person, or as some people would say, um, just going along with the crowd. Okay, so what other things are there that uh, Thomas Paine uh, has to say? Um, another question I get from people is about Medicare. Well, I have Medicare. How can I... Uh, why would I want to get rid of Medicare? Why would I not want to use it? Because it really saves me from a lot of really huge uh, expenses. And government has really established this for me, and besides, I've paid into it. And what Thomas Paine says to that is government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. And in the case of Medicare, again, we have the Inspector General himself of Medicare, 2012, confessing that 180,000 Medicare individuals are um, killed each year because they receive care made possible by Medicare. And had they not had access to medical care, they would be alive. 180,000. That's huge. Um, personally, if I, uh, you know, those numbers... I, I wouldn't accept Medicare. Um, my husband is Medicare eligible, but since we live overseas, Medicare is basically uh, irrelevant. It pays for absolutely nothing. And it actually works out very nicely. Um, we don't, we aren't plagued by any uh, doctor's visits, offers of immunizations, or any tests or whatever that we don't care to be bothered with. Another question people ask is, Dr. Daniel, you're aware of all this awful stuff. How can you be aware of all these you know, 880,000 deaths every year at the hands of hospitals and doctors and insurance companies and drug companies? And doesn't it just make you just, ugh, just, just explode? This is what Thomas Paine would say to that. The real man smiles in trouble, gathers strength from distress, and grows brave by reflection. And that's what I would uh, recommend that people do. 
that being educated, being aware of the dangers of vaccines, the dangers of genetically modified food, the chemtrails in the sky, the attempts to poison people with pesticides and herbicides, um, the, the response to this is to gather strength from this distress and grow brave by thinking about it and contemplating what action you can take. And that's really um, what needs to be done. And another thing that that, um, that concerns me that I've heard many, many times, and this is not uh, from any particular individual, but just a general um, media indoctrination thing, which is that we now is creating a debt that is obligating future generations to pay off this debt. And this is uh, it's bogus. This is absolutely absurd. And Thomas Paine addresses this. That there is no ability to create there's three generations. The generation that has just died, the generation that's living, and the generation that's yet to be born. Three generations. And the problem that Thomas Paine was dealing with, the crisis that tried men's soul, was that the kings who had died in the past, had passed laws that they wanted the present to live by and the future to be governed by. And so what the king said was in perpetuity, that means for all future generations, the kings and their offspring would be royalty and everybody else would be slaves. And by the way, here's some rules that everybody would live by. What Thomas Paine says is one generation cannot bind the next. Each generation is born anew with its own rights and its own self-determination and is not in any way obligated to live by the rules or in any way fulfill any obligations created by prior generations. This is an important thing to understand. Once you get this, then you realize that any statement like that is simply conditioning you mentally to submit to servitude, cross your fingers, and to raise your own children to submit to the same servitude. Whereas each generation, each individual is their own person, free to decide however they wish. And uh, Thomas Paine's expression for that is, character is much easier kept than recovered. In other words, it's far better to uh, exhibit character in principle, make your debts if you choose, pay your debts if you choose, don't pay them if you don't choose, to realize that there is no one else obligated to pay them, that that's just not the case. And so what has happened then is um, we have been corrupted with this propaganda and somehow we have a right to live our lives the way we want and then limit the next generation to having no choice. But each generation is born with choice, with the rights of man because they are human. And 
next question, someone says, well, there's a lot of um, research on both sides about vaccines. You know, maybe they're good, maybe they're bad, maybe we don't know. Um, and, of course, the uh, vaccine makers are not accountable to anybody in terms of the safety or harm done to the vaccine. What, what should we do? Who, who's to believe? Who to believe? So Thomas Paine says, a body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody, but not to be trusted by anybody. This is what Thomas Paine said. A body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody should not be trusted by anybody. And I think a lot of the issues with the healthcare system, people try to refer to... Um, scientific study to answer these questions, when a lot of times there is no need of scientific study. Um, simply reflection. And there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of guidance, a lot of, wisdom, a lot of uh, information out there. And so I think we should not allow ourselves to be mired in the minutiae of um, scientific data done by the marketing department of the CDC or the FDA are done by the marketing department of an insurance company, the marketing department of uh, a drug company. And, I mean, a lot of lot now is coming out about, oh, these therapies are not effective, these therapies are dangerous, but insurance premiums are going up. What's up with that? What's up with that is the insurance companies are funding all of this research into how ineffective medicine is so that they can keep a bigger piece of the of the money that they collect. So the, the Health Act, Affordable Health Care Act that was passed, was simply a big financial gift to the insurance companies. And so the insurance companies are making the best of it by now putting out research, putting out information to discourage people from seeking care now that they are compelled and obligated to pay in advance in the form of health care premiums. And so then, um, of course, the question comes, well, if I, I don't think I should be paying these premiums, but I don't feel I have a choice. I have to do them anyway, even though I don't think I'm getting my money for it, even though I think that I'm being robbed. It's what Thomas Paine says. This is necessary to the happiness of man that he be mentally faithful to himself. Infidelity does not consist in believing or in disbelieving. It consists in professing to believe what he does not believe. And so it consists of buying are professing to believe that healthcare is beneficial when observation is totally the contrary. And this is actually what plagues a lot of doctors. If many doctors see what they're doing, they see it's not beneficial, they see it's not helpful, but they profess to believe that it is when deep down they don't believe it. This is an extreme source of unhappiness. And so the thing to do is not to uh, subject yourself to that kind of 
situation. Now, many people are concerned about uh, religious exemptions and the loss of religious exemptions for um, vaccines. So this is what Thomas Paine says. I do not believe the creed professed by any church. My own mind is my own church. And many of the settlers in the United States had this feeling that they had a direct relationship with God. They could sit down and, and reason something out or think it out or somehow decide what should be done, and that was, that was their church. They did not need to go to a particular place on Sunday and decide by committee what they ought to, be, ought to believe. And this is something I think is lacking nowadays. Because if one simply says, hey, because I'm human, I have the right to make my own decisions. And by virtue of the fact that I've made the decision and that I govern my body, that makes it a spiritual slash religious decision. Because I'm given dominion over my body by virtue of my birth. And that is the concept. And so one cannot go to court to enforce one's rights. One cannot look to the courts for that. Uh, Thomas Paine mentions that the courts, this is back in his day, back in you know, 1790s, that the courts were totally corrupt and could not be relied upon. Very, very interesting. As long ago as that, so parents, especially mothers, are saying, well, how can we raise healthy children? How can we navigate these uh, compulsory vaccines, um, the junk food being fed to our children by the school districts? They won't let the kids pack lunches. Um, you know, how do we get around all this stuff? And what Thomas Paine says is, if there must be trouble, let it be in my day that my child may have teeth. And so what Thomas Paine says, you need to handle these things in your time, in your way, so that when your child does go up, grow up, he'll have peace. This is not the time to not wonder. This is the time to redouble your efforts and to be strong if you really uh, care about your child, not something you can just shirk off. So what would uh, what would Thomas Paine say about getting your annual physical exam? This is what Thomas Paine says about your annual physical exam. A long habit of not thinking the thing wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right. It raises at first a formidable outcry in defense of custom. But the tumult soon subsides. Time makes more converts than reason. Well, what he would say then, just because this custom, physical exam, annual exam, was thought to be right for a long time, doesn't uh, make it so. And what would Thomas Paine say about uh, legalization of uh, abortion? That's a big issue. But 
what Thomas Paine says about this, what I think he would say about this, is men have certain rights that government cannot interfere with. And if you say the government can grant a right, then that means the government can take it away. So if you allow the government to prohibit abortion, that implies the government has the right then to compel abortion. And we see this happening right now with the government compelling prenatal care, compelling women to get vaccines during their pregnancy, which amounts simply to abortion. Because you know that those women getting these vaccines, a certain number of them are going to miscarry and have these babies die just because they got the shot. So if one is truly pro-life right now, in these times, these times that try the souls of men, the way to save the greatest number of unborn children would be to mandate or agitate for the government stepping out of the question totally. Because many women uh, want to have children and are being actually prohibited from having children because of these things, because they seek prenatal care and end up having a miscarriage instead of a live birth. Um, and there are many other procedures during the course of prenatal care. And so literally, people's practices around birth is something that is a right of man, and individuals need to be able to decide this. The other thing that happens, once you remove the jurisdiction around birth, it frees women to have a baby at home for a price of basically zero dollars, or maybe fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, instead of fifteen thousand dollars in the hospital. And this would literally create a a baby boom. And so we need to take a look at these things in terms of it's very tempting to expand the powers of government to interfere with what we perceive to be um, the activities of other people, not realizing that, that very same interference is then to be unleashed to totally confound your objective. So in other words, the objective of the pro-life movement is to have more live birth, have more babies, more families. Then what happens when you allow the government to step in, you say, okay, the government has jurisdiction over abortion, which expands the jurisdiction over prenatal care and expands into jurisdiction over birth practices and ends up creating a situation where you actually have more death and you actually have more women driven to abortion. Why? Because the government has created a situation where the cost of having a child, which is basically free, a gift from God, uh, to a $15,000 financially devastating experience. And so then what Thomas Paine says those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. What it means then is you need to actually support the freedom for others, even though uh, they may not be doing what you think they ought to be doing. Another question people ask me is, 
what do I do now? Now that I'm aware, now that I know, now that I know how dangerous immunizations are, now that I know how dangerous the antifragilis man is, now that I know that the healing goal that the medical system has set for patients are themselves intrinsically deadly, um, how can I continue to pay premiums and how can I continue to go see the doctor? And to this, Thomas Paine said, the mind once enlightened cannot again become dark. In other words, don't go back to sleep. Act on the information and just do what it leads you to do. Um, I was doing a radio show last night, and so it was an ethnic show, an African-American show. And so this person called in, he was very upset about a white supremacy. And he believed that a white supremacy that was responsible for health disparities. Now, I'm not sure what a health disparity is. I'm guessing a health disparity, uh, say blacks compared to whites, might be that maybe uh, a shorter lifespan, for example. Um, Maybe it's a different frequency of getting screening tests. Whatever the disparity is, but let's just say something negative. My grandparents were born at the turn of the century. That would be more or less around 1900. And they had no education. They had no access to health care. They had, uh, you could certainly say no money. Uh, they were sharecroppers. Yes, they lived into their uh, 90s, to be more than 90 years of age. And so I think when looking at our own health, our own opportunities to be healthy, we need to understand these things. That education, as we now know it, is simply propaganda and indoctrination to get us to line up to be killed, um, to show up on time, to be disposed of, neutralized, or decommissioned. So the more education you have, actually, it shortens your life expectancy. And the least educated group in the United States actually does have the longest life expectancy. And it's not blacks, it's, it's Hispanics. The blacks have gotten education and their life expectancy is dropping. That's uh, life expectancy. And access to health care. Again, the longest lived American group, Hispanics, have the least access to medical care. Um, and income. They have the lowest income. So we need to have a very open mind in terms of looking at what it is really that makes people healthy and acting on that information. And so this is what Thomas Paine says to this. These are the times to try men's soul. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country. And if we look at this in terms of health care, we're saying they'll shrink from the service of their health. But he that stands it now deserves the health and the gratitude of his body. Tyranny like hell is not easily honored. Yet we have this consolation with us 
at the heart of the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that everything, that gives everything its value. He goes on to say that since freedom is such a valuable thing, can we be surprised that nature places such a high price on it? So, every time, I mean, Thomas Paine said these are the times of time and soul, but every generation has its challenges. And we need to realize is this um, being healthy uh, in the face of this disinformation is our challenge. And I would even go so far as to say the availability of this information is really a positive thing. It is a plus. It's awesome. And it gives people an opportunity to literally add 10 to 20 years um, to their life expectancy without parting with with a penny. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.